Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Zion Williamson, he made his long-awaited return last night. So if he is healthy, could the Pelicans be Western Conference contenders, we discuss. Plus, Doc Rivers, he joins the show to talk about what went wrong in Philadelphia and where Harden and the team go from here. Also, we're going to reveal where Dame, Jimmy, Booker, Brown, George, they land in NBA rank. Who got love? Who got snubbed? All of that and so much more. NBA Today starts right now. It's been 281 days since Zion Williamson last suited up for the Pelicans, so why wait any longer to show you the highlights? They are worth the wait for Zion Williamson and the Pelicans facing off in a preseason game against Paolo Bencaro and the Orlando Magic last night. Paolo Bencaro throws it down with authority past Zion Williamson there, Perk. And over Valanciunas? Mmm. Look, Pablo is going to be a problem, but look at Zion. That's the spots and that's the position he needs to play. That dunker spot is going to be huge for him. And the Celtics, I mean, and the Pelicans trying to get out in transition is also going to be major for the, uh, for the for their season. Zion had seven points in the first quarter. Offensively, this is what we've come to expect. Just bully ball, gets to his spot, and gets that one to go. Once again. Absolutely, and that low... In that low block area, Malika, then right here showing his versatility, trying to, you know, create and take off the dribble. But guess what? Ah! This young Orlando Magic team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Here we go right here. Moving those puppies, not getting out there to contest the shot. Willie Green, he have high expectations defensively, and the Pelicans going to have to do better. Absolutely, the Orlando Magic get the win. We saw yeah. flashes of what Zion can do offensively, defensively, potentially needs a little bit of work here with Adrian Wojnarowski, Ramona Shelburne, Kendrick Perkins. As you can see, we just talked over the highlight a little bit. We've seen the photos on social media. We've seen the workouts, and it's sort of with Zion. We're, we're kind of a believe-it-when-we-see-it phase at this point. We've finally seen it on the floor, Perk. What, what's your overall evaluation of his performance? You know, when I think about Woj and the greatness of Woj and when he talk about, you know, the draft prospects and the greatest draft prospects to ever come through, I think about LeBron James and I think about <laughs> Victor Wimbanyamba and I think about how Victor spun his offseason in San Antonio and he put on pounds of muscle and he looked like he's ready to attack the season. Well, in between those two names, we were once talking about Zion Williamson possibly being the best draft prospect to ever come out and to enter the NBA. And we haven't seen that out of him. The Pelicans haven't seen that out of him. And the fact that David Griffin at the start of preseason came on and said this was the first time that he seen, that he witnessed Zion take his nutrition serious is a problem. And I believe what I saw last night is 
Zion, he does look healthy, but could he can he sustain that? Uh, he did move great at times, but he did lack on the defensive side of things. And I think, you know, we still have to see if he could be consistent throughout the course of an 82-game season. You know, I, I was impressed, though, with his playmaking. He just draws so much attention when he's out on the court. There were some passes that he threw that were just on a line, on it, just dimes coming from five assists in a preseason game. When he's not even – he just draws that attention and, mm-hmm. and slings the ball around. And I thought that's an underrated part of their offense because, you know, you see him for the dunks. We see all those highlights. But nobody gives him credit as a passer. And I think that unlocks a whole different part of his game and for the Pelicans. Yeah, he has a real gravitational pull, but his tenure thus far it really hasn't gone the way that anyone would have hoped Woj the Pelicans they took him number one what are their expectations for this year well and 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 Perk said it uh spending time with the team uh around the facility this summer coming back in better shape the Pelicans know this when they have Zion Williamson on the floor they can play with anybody in the league and this is a player who uh in the paint is as dominant of a paint player as the league has seen since Shaq. That's what the numbers show. And I think for this organization, um, just keeping him on the floor and allowing this young group to see what they have here, because this is a talented group. They've drafted really well in New Orleans, uh, and you're seeing a young group evolve, but there's not a contender without Zion Williamson in the middle of all of this. Absolutely. They've had these visions of having a big three. We just haven't seen it quite come to fruition at this point. Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum. But the trio, since they've been teammates since February of 2022, they've played just 10 games together in that time. So I want to bring in our senior writer, Brian Windhorst, and if... And I understand that that is a huge if, Brian, the Pelicans are able to have their big three healthy for the majority of the season. What do you see as their ceiling here? Yeah, I think they're definitely a playoff team in the West, and that's not just a passing statement. That's a big compliment considering how tough the West is. So, Malika, in the offseason, the Pelicans won a bidding war. It wasn't a high-profile bidding war, but they were able to hire James Borrego as their lead assistant. A bunch of teams were interested in Borrego after he took a year off uh, being the coach of the Charlotte Hornets. What Borrego's job is is to get those three guys effective in the half-court offense. Mm. And Borrego wants to play more up-tempo, and he wants them to play Zion at center. And that's what we saw last night. We saw Zion Williamson, a guy who played point guard. You remember, I understand Van Gundy a couple years ago was playing center. It's not something he's done that much in his career. I'm a little bit worried. They're not a good shooting team, especially in the half court. And Trey Murphy, their best shooter, is out indefinitely recovering from a knee injury. But there, James Borrego has brought this Zion at center uh, concept. And last night when Zion was at center, their offense was spread and they looked great. So I think if you're a Pelicans fan, you're very encouraged by the early things that you've seen from Zion and that Pelicans offense. Absolutely, but Zion wasn't the only player to make his debut last night. So let's do a little coast-to-coast. I want to start here with LaMelo Ball. He was limited to 36 games last season. He posted 17-7 and in 22 minutes last night. Ramona, expect LaMelo to regain his all-star form this season. Yeah, he's another one who's just got to stay on the court. I mean, he's his body type, he's put on some weight this year, he's put on some muscle, but he still continues. He needs to be durable throughout an NBA season. Absolutely, but when he is going, Woo. this is what we've come to expect just offensive electricity and then Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray they both returned to action they posted 12 and 9 respectively in just 18 minutes Brian there are plenty of star duos around the league Jokic and Murray still the standard 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the, obviously the Suns didn't play their front line in this game. Right. But Jokic and Murray were so devastating that watching the two of them back out on the court together should make everybody a little bit worried because you know when these guys are healthy and running together, they're awesome. Well, shifting to Seattle, Kawhi, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, they were all in action for the Clippers against the Jazz. Woj, do you think that Seattle fans will be able to root on a team of their own very soon? Yeah, Seattle and Las Vegas are certainly the front runners. Uh, in the NBA, once expansion comes, uh, the league expects to turn its focus to expansion after the league gets its new media rights deal done, and that probably takes another year. Mm. Well, I hope to see a team go back to Seattle. Lastly, Dylan Brooks, he made his Rockets debut, but it was a short one. He was ejected, <laughs> flagrant foul two. He hit Daniel Tice below the belt, fighting through a screen there. Here's Brooks on the ejection after the game. Just, uh, it's weird. Uh Every time that happens to me, I get picked on. So, um, but I guess it's just a part of my reputation. You, you feel like there's a target on you? I don't know. What's the name? What's my name? My name is Dylan the Villain. So, <laughs> I guess. Dylan the Villain. Brooks led the league with 18 technical <sighs> fouls last season with the Grizzlies. So, Perk, I think it is that time. We need a word of the day on Dylan Brooks. What you got? <laughs> Mon a tennis, okay? That's the what? word of the day. That's the word of the day. You got it? Monotonous? Here you go, right here. Pronunciation. Yeah, monotonous. Monotonous. Here you go. Do. Hey, do repetitious. A person that's going to do the same thing all the time, Malika. Here's the thing that you have to realize. If Dylan Brooks was doing this when he was making $11 million, what the hell you think he's going to be doing when he's making $22 million? The stripes on the zebra never change, okay? And at the end of the day, he's still a good player. I'm not going to knock that. He still brings the tenacity. But Dylan Brooks still has this behavior. And I, does it surprise us that he was kicked out of a preseason game? Well, from now on, monotonous is motonous. That is how we are pronouncing it when we talk about Dylan Brooks. Kendrick Perkins, the one and only. We need a new Oxford Dictionary just from you, my friend. Still to come on NBA Today, our new teammate, Doc Rivers. He tells us about the moment that he knew the relationship between James Harden and the 76ers. It took a turn for the worst. That is coming up next. And our experts, they voted on the top 50 to 11 players this season. So see where Bam Adebayo, Jamal Murray, Kawhi finished on that list. Plus, our studio is just the place to be today, guys. We talked to the Bucks decision makers. Do not miss the very honest answer they gave about one of their biggest rivals. Stay tuned to NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What y'all running? I know who it's for. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Don't stand and hold it. Hey, a little too much dancing right now. Take it. Attack it. Hey, Sam, you go in the barbershop? I want a haircut like Doc. You want to be champions? You know you're going to get hit, all right? If you want this, go get it, all right? Go get it. Yes! 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 All right, bro? I'm not a real doctor. I'm just Doc Rivers. Welcome back to NBA Today. Taking time out of his busy schedule, even delaying his tea time just a little bit to join us here today, the newest member of our broadcast team. You're going to see him all over ABC and ESPN this year. It is the one and only Doc Rivers. Doc, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. Well, thank you. I'm glad you guys had me, and I'm glad I could fit it in, by the way. I, I, I was worried for a minute. I would never want to stand between you and the golf course, so I will not delay the questions any further. Doc, before you joined <laughs> us here at ESPN, right, you spent the last three years as the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, and before we get into everything that is going on now, can, can you just explain, at the end of your tenure, what was your relationship like with James Harden? It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was pretty much neutral. Um, you know, it was an honest relationship at the end of the day. Uh, I was very honest. I, I really believe there's uh, ways you have to play to win. And, you know, obviously I was never willing to compromise on that and mm-hmm. never will be. Uh, but it was a it was a relationship uh, of communication. I can tell you uh, we didn't ne- we talked when we needed to talk all the time. And so in that part of it, it was pretty good. So with that as the backdrop, did you see this trade request and the subsequent fallout coming? And what's your reaction to all this? We haven't gotten a chance to hear that yet. You know, it's a good question. I don't know if I saw it coming uh, because I I did think uh, that they would all figure it out. But obviously, you know, once you saw James opt in, you knew uh, there was trouble in paradise. You you just knew that. you know, I believe he believed uh, that he was going to get taken care of at some point. He didn't. Uh, and he's upset by it. Uh, and then the Sixers, on the other hand, are, are thinking uh, more, you know, team-wise and, and, and future-wise and, and what they want to do. So it's a tough situation. Um, I would be surprised if it's resolved unless there is a trade. When you saw the, or heard rather, the Daryl Morey is a liar comments, did those surprise you? It surprised me only from the point that James uh, was had a long relationship right. with Daryl. Uh, it surprised me in that way. Um, you know, I, I do know a little bit that I, you know, I'm just not going to share some of it, but I do know that uh, James believes uh, what he believes, and and it's hard to talk him away from that. Yeah. I, I don't want you to speak, I wouldn't ask you to speak for anybody, but you have such a unique relationship with James, with Joel Embiid, with the 76ers. Mm-hmm. How do you see what Joel is making of all of this, the reigning MVP? You know, unfortunately for Joel, he, he's had to deal with a lot. You know, in my three years, we had the Ben Simmons situation. Uh, then we have the James situation in coming. And so, and, you know, with Joel, in, in all three years of the playoffs, I was there, he was injured. Uh, so he's had to deal with a lot. Um, I'm, my guess is he's sitting back and he's going to evaluate the situation 
Uh, and then at some point, I think we will hear from uh, that could be a positive thing or a negative thing. Uh, but I do think we will at some point. You said that you would be surprised, right, to see this resolved if a trade doesn't come to fruition. And there have been some people who have said, well, what does James want? Does he want to win? Because this might be his best scenario. Does he want to play his style? You know, when Joel Embiid was out, I think, last year to the 40-point game that he had and what that potentially unlocked in his confidence and still seeing himself as that player. Where do you see him on that contingent, on, on that continuum, rather? Well, from coaching for as long as I coach, everyone wants to play their style. I mean, if you ask every single player, they'll say, hey, I want to play my style. Uh, but that doesn't mean you're all allowed to play that way if you want to win. So, uh, you know, I actually think James was in a, I, I thought we had a legitimate shot last year. Uh, obviously, we didn't get it done. Uh, and, you know, what's the best situation for him to win? You know, you can make a case either case, uh, at least with the teams that have been mentioned. Uh, going to the Clippers would give him a great opportunity. Staying in Philadelphia, to me, the East is not very strong yeah. uh, this year. And so you can make a case that may be the best situation. I mean, I, I look at the East right now, uh, you know, you could never count Miami out. They have Jimmy Butler and they have some really good pieces, uh, but they lost some pieces as well. Uh, you know, Milwaukee has, has made a dramatic move. Boston has made a dramatic move. But after that, um, you can make a case that it's, the pathway may be easier in the East than it is in the West. The West is tough mm. this year. Because it is the biggest question mark in the NBA right now, just circling back to this, Doc, your advice to James Harden heading into the season is what? Just play, and it'll work out. Uh, James is a terrific player. And uh, if he has to go to Philadelphia, clearly that's not the situation that he wants to be in, uh, going by what he has said. Just go and play. Be a pro, uh, and I think it'll all work out. Uh, but he's in a tough spot. Let's just – we all know that. Uh, it's hard to walk back all the things that have been said. Um, it's a tough situation for him, but I think he'll be able to get through. Before you get to head out to the golf course, Doc, may I ask, the picture yes. behind you is what? It's just a great photographer. Um you know, I, I just love the picture. It just shows, you know, two African kids dancing uh, with no shoes on because they didn't have them. Uh, I just, it's a beautiful pitch. I just love it. And just exuding black joy, which I love to see. Doc Rivers, thank yeah. you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on ESPN on NBA Today. We cannot wait to see you make your debut alongside Mike Breen for Lakers Warriors on Friday. Are we going to get a bang from you? No, I'm going to give that to Mike. That's okay. his. I'm I'm going to have Doris come up with another one, and then I can come up with the third. Boom. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Doc. Yes. Take care. Can't wait to watch Doc on the call. Some news out of the WNBA league icon, Teresa Witherspoon, is the new coach of the Chicago Sky. Witherspoon will get her coaching start with this opportunity after spending the last four years as an assistant with the New Orleans Pelicans. She is a basketball Hall of Famer, a two-time Defensive Player of the Year during her WNBA career, and will now lead Kalia Copper, Courtney Williams, and company next season. Game two of the WNBA Finals, it is tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN and the app. Asia Wilson and the defending champion Aces. They used a huge second half to get a win in game one over the Liberty. Coverage tips with WNBA countdown at 8 o'clock Eastern. Coming up next on NBA Today, so does Anthony Davis, he need to shoot more threes? Because Darvin Ham sure thinks so. But is that the key for the Lakers to win their 18th title this season? We discuss. Plus, our NBA ranking continues with players 50 through 11. 
which means we know exactly who is not in the top 10. So who got snubbed? Perk. He is a tour to take you on and a take you're going to want to hear. And how are the Bucks handling Giannis's future? Milwaukee's decision makers, they share their plans for both Dame and Giannis. Coming up right after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to NBA Today. So this year's edition of NBA Rank, it continues its rollout today on ESPN.com with players ranked 50 through 100 being released. So this is how it worked. Nearly 150 reporters, editors, producers, analysts, they were surveyed. They helped compile the list. And I want to see how aligned you all are with the final results. So this is how it's going to work. What I'm going to do is I'm going to present two players. And then you have to guess who came higher with the rank. You're going to get five guesses. This is going to go quick. Kendrick Perkins, you got first up. Are you ready, sir? Don't cheat. Don't I'm cheat, Perk. This is not going to be Mona Tennis. I'm Let's get it on. Ready. All right. Tyrese Maxey or James Harden? Whoa. Higher. Perk. Tyrese Maxey, James Harden. Quick, quick, quick. Ty- Tyrese Maxey ranks higher than James Harden. He says Tyrese Maxey. The oh. James Harden by one point. Ugh. All right. Next. Who do we got next? All right, Bam Adebayo or lower Darren is Jackson Jr. Yeah, lower is better. Darren Jackson Jr. Thank you, Mo. Well, I'm a, I am a big uh, Bam Adebayo guy. I voted for him for uh, Defensive Player of the Year, so I'm going to go with Bam. All right, who do you got? Okay. Oh. Darren Jackson Jr. You're right, Brian. And Brian's right. All right, next up, who we got? Ramona. Okay. I didn't see. Don't worry. Okay, who we got? LaMelo Ball or DeMar DeRozan? DeMar. DeMar has a better Mm. ranking than LaMelo Ball. Oh! She is correct. Who do we got next? Kendrick Perkins. Some respect for the vet. Some respect for the vet. I appreciate it. Who do we got next? Director Kathy's pulling it up. Zach Levine or Jalen Brunson, Perk. Who's ranked better? Higher. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. The most underrated player in the league. Oh. Yes. Jalen Brunson. He Light work. Next up <laughs> is Kyrie Irving or Trey Young. Okay. Brian Winhorst. Who has the better ranking? I'm, I'm going to go with Kyrie because Trey's a bit of a polarizing player. But okay. this is one we could spend this whole segment on, to be honest. Oh, oh. wow. Trey Young, 29. Wow. Kyrie yeah. Irving, 34. All right. Play thing there, Ramona. Yeah. Let's see which one's next. What we got Jamal Murray, Anthony Edwards. That's tough. 
but oh, I'm gonna go with the, the champ. champ. Yeah, Let's you go with the champ. The champ. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. Potential. Mm. Okay. Wait, why is it a ding for 17? Isn't 13? But, but the, uh, that's better? a higher rank. You're, right. Where you were in a better, higher yeah. position. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Donovan <laughs> Mitchell, Paul George. Who you got, Perk? I'm going with I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's rank sure. better. Yeah, slight. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you no, got it now. Right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's do let's <laughs> do one more. Let's do one more. Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brown, Brian Windhorst. What do you think? Oh. I mean, if obviously if Kawhi's healthy, it's Kawhi. When no, all due respect to Jalen. All right. 29, 24-19. Mm. Oh. All right, again, again, again. That should be a that should be a buzzer, I think. Yeah, it should be a buzzer. I think we're a little confused in the control yeah. room. All right, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Demonte Sabonis, Bradley Beal, Ramona. Ooh, I'll go Sabonis. Okay. Sabonis, is it correct? Time to, I know go. you're doing a little. Jazz hands. Maybe. Woo, am maybe I right? Not. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah! There we go. There you go. Ding, yeah, ding, 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 ding. Analytics likes ding, a bonus. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. There we go. And now we're even we getting go. the buzzers right. All right, do we have any more? Is that it? One more. Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox. Brian Windhorse, bring it home. Oh, go, oh, Bri. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Halliburton. No offense to Mr. Fox. Oh. They were traded for each other. Buzzer or buzzer oh, there or bell. bonus. Same yep, Brian's right. There we go. That's a, Way that's a bell. Way to go. That's a ding, ding, ding. Last one, Jimmy Butler or Devin Booker? Ramona, you it's made gotta a It's got to be Book. Come on. All right. Book. I know it. Jimmy Book would have the better. Come on. Book. It's got to be Book here. Oh, just by a hair. Wow. Just by one. Wow. There we go. Mm. Ding, ding, okay. ding. All right, sticking with Jimmy and Booker, here's a look at the players that came in 15 through 11. We're going to get you that entire list, Perk. We're going to take a look at the top 10 tomorrow. Do you have any issue of these guys not cracking that top 10 list? Well, you know what? I do. I Who? do. Because, listen, here's, here's the problem. Okay. <laughs> Playoff Jimmy is a real thing. That's true. Yep. Right? We're talking about a guy that has led the Miami Heat to two finals, right? Has been in the thick of things and the run that he had last season. I think out of respect, he should have been top a top been in the top ten conversation. Just out of respect of what he did last year alone. Mm. We have to stop disrespecting Jimmy Butler. In my opinion, he is a top ten player in the league. I mean, my issue, I agree with you there on, on Jimmy Butler, but it's not a playoff vote. It's just all around. And I think Book, okay, he's at 11. To me, he's got to be a top 10 player in this league. But he, he played 53 games last year, so maybe he gets dinged for games played. That's the only quibble I can have with that list. Brian? Can I just go back to the fact that Tyrese Maxey was ranked ahead of James Harden? I, yeah. And that just kind of says where James really Harden. Because Harden was Barely, been a, but yep. I think in this NBA rank, for the last 10 years, Harden's been in the top 20, if not the top 10. And he got pushed all the way out, outside of Tyrese Maxey. So that's to, just to go back to that. Also, I would say Devin Booker's one of, most, the, the most, the, one of the players in the league who's most ascendant. 
I can't say who should be knocked out of the top 10 without seeing the top 10, but Booker probably is going to have a case tomorrow. Well, we see Damian Lillard coming in in the teens there. Coming up here on NBA Today, Dame and Giannis, they may be the most lethal duo in the league, but how exactly did that trade come together? We have general manager John Horst, head coach Adrian Griffin in studio. Don't go anywhere. Bucks. This is huge! You are a basketball fan right now. This is exciting. From a basketball perspective, it is an ideal fit. When the moment of truth comes, is when you can come up big. If you were to come up with one word to describe Damian Lillard teaming up with Giannis Attentacubo. Lethal. Easy. Lethal. My first pick is going to be Damian Lillard. I really believe Damian Lillard, he's going to close the game out. Lillard for the win. Yeah. There you go. Game time. It's game time. I'm so excited. We now welcome into NBA Today the new head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks, Adrian Griffin, along with general manager John Horst. Gentlemen, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us in studio on NBA Today. Really Thanks for having us. It. Thanks for having us. I feel like we have to start with possibly the biggest storyline of the offseason. We just saw it in the montage. John, you make this blockbuster trade that lane, lands Damian Lillard in Milwaukee. And this, of course, is coming on the heels of some, let's call them pointed comments from Giannis, saying that he wants to be surrounded by talent that he feels like he can win with. So how much did those comments drive this trade that we saw? Yeah, really not at all. I think we've done everything we can uh, over the past few years to put the best product we can on the floor with Giannis, for Giannis, for organization. Um, there's no doubt that we're invested in him and this entire team, and we felt like getting Damian Lillard was the best thing for the franchise now and going forward. Um, we're really excited to have him. That montage was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get goosebumps a little bit thinking about what this pairing could look like on the floor. For you, what's the most exciting part of the potential there, Adrian? Well, one, our, our practices are extremely competitive, so we've had a chance to kind of match them up, and they have been disappointed. Uh, but just like anything else, you know, the more opportunities we can get them playing together, the better. Yeah. So count on Sunday is, is the next time that we want to see them out there uh, in live com competitive play. So it's an exciting time for us, but again, it's, you know, it's this process and we're just taking step by step. Yeah, so just to be clear, we haven't seen Damian Lillard or Giannis Attentacubo in a preseason game. Sunday is the date that Sunday. we circle. Yes. Sunday we get our first glimpse at this new look Milwaukee Bucks team. I'm definitely going to be pulling up for that. But John, uh, after a media day, Giannis comes in and said, hey, look, you know what, now my intention is to sign an extension with the Milwaukee Bucks long term. What have the conversations been, if any, around that? Yeah, I think, you know, it's really important to understand that Giannis and what he says publicly and privately is very much aligned with what we believe as an organization. Mm. And it's not just something recent. We've done everything we can every step of the way to put the best team on the floor each and every day to constantly push the limits and try to compete at the highest level. Obviously, we've had a championship level success in the past. Um, we're looking forward to figuring out how to get better each and every day and, and put ourselves back in those positions now. And we think that this trade is the most recent example of that. Absolutely. What is the difference Adrian, between coaching a Giannis team and a Giannis and Dame team? Well, obviously we have some special talent on this team, but nothing ever changes. The magic is in the work. 
Mm. You know, we have, when you put a roster together like this, the expectations come along with it. But what I've been preaching to our team is, okay, execution, right? Uh, expectations without the execution is nothing. So, again, the magic's in the work. We got to come ready to work, attention to detail, uh, not skip the steps, and just buying into the process, and they've been great with it. One of the things that we've talked about on this show is just how excited we are about the talent at the top of the East. So, of course, Damian Lillard comes into Milwaukee, but that includes shipping out Drew Holiday, who I know was beloved by the organization, beloved by, by the players and the community, and he ends up with the Boston Celtics. So the biggest two trades of the offseason are you getting better and then your biggest foe getting better as well. Was that something that you considered in all of this? Uh, no, um, but it's, it's pretty remarkable when you think about the balance in the talent in the league and not just in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. It's incredibly stacked. There's a bunch of great teams. There's a bunch of great talent. There's an arms race, I think, in the NBA, and everyone's trying to load up, and, and it's really as competitive as it's ever been in the 20 years or so that I've been around the NBA. Um, for Drew and for the Boston Celtics, uh, that doesn't factor into our equation. We try to make ourselves better, do what we thought was best for us. We can't control anything else. I've talked a lot, we have, about Damian. Lillard and about Giannis Antetokounmpo, but this is a team also that is being built on what Brooke Lopez is able to do, Chris Middleton certainly. Last week he wasn't Chris Middleton playing three-on-three, five-on-five yet. Where is he at now? Do you expect him to be ready yeah, for the so, so Chris had a, a successful off-season knee procedure. Uh, his rehab went extremely well, and he's been totally cooperative with all this, uh, everything that he needs to do on and off the court, and we expect him to play a preseason game, but he's, he's right on schedule. Expected to play a great preseason game is yes. good news. Do we have one circled yet for him like we do for Damon Giannis, or is that still coming down the road? It's, it's still coming. Still coming down the road, but we will stay tuned for that. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So the first time we see the Bucks' new superstar duo will be this weekend against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, who have some high expectations this season. But what exactly needs to happen for them to win title number 18? We answer that when we come back. Throughout the highs, throughout the lows, you stay even kill, stay in the moment. What's left right now? <sighs> Nothing. It's a win to win for us. You got to be better in game six and close the series. James goes to the rim once again, lays it up and in. Trying to win himself another ring. Oh, Rajon Rondo putting on a show. This game has completely gotten away from Miami. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Organization want their respect. Laker Nation want their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. Can you believe that was three years ago today the Lakers won the NBA championship in the Orlando bubble? LeBron James, Anthony Davis are the only players left from that roster. Wow. While Davis and James, they are the constants, right, for the Lakers. One thing that is yet to return, at least for Anthony Davis, is the shooting touch that he really exhibited in the bubble. So just take a look here. Since the bubble, Anthony Davis has seen all of his shooting on jumpers dip from that championship run. But... Here is head coach Darvin Ham on what he expects from AD on the offensive end. Take a listen. I request to see uh, six three-point attempts a game. And really? so okay. Three per half at least. Um, and I just, I wouldn't put that on him if I didn't think he was capable. He's more than capable. And I just think once he calibrates his mind to have that focus, he'll do it. And amongst all the other things, the great things that he does. So here's the thing. 
Davis hadn't mm. taken six threes in a game in the last two seasons. And the last time he did it was in 2021. He went 0 for 6. But if the goal is to <laughs> remove him taking right the long twos, maybe have some threes in there, some shots in the paint, all right, I get the mentality here. So, Perk, let's focus on this. Let's finish this sentence here. The Lakers will win a championship if what? The growth of Rui Hachimar, right? He's going to be the deciding factor in this group. When it comes down to Rui, and we saw what he did in a small sample size last season and in the postseason, we know the the we know what the Lakers and the franchise mean to the league, and we know all the greats that have played in that franchise. Rui tied for the most. Like in the postseason, 20-point games with Bob McAdoo last season off the bench. He's 6'8", very versatile, could play inside and out. I would love, and the Lakers would love, for Rui to take that next leap of coming in and maybe being a Bobby Portis capital player for them off the bench, a six-man-of-the-year candidate off the bench. And I think he's going to be the deciding factor on the Lakers' future. Mm. You know, I'm going to say if LeBron James and Anthony Davis both play in at least 65 games, I don't care if it's – maybe it's just right at 65. Mm. But LeBron's only hit 56, not 65, 56 in two of his five years in Los Angeles. He's only hit once, one in the 60s in – with his five years in L.A. AD's played in 56 games twice, but he's never played in 65 games in the four years he's been in. He hasn't played in 65 games since 2017. Wow. So you got to play in 65 to be eligible for all these postseason awards, but the Lakers need those guys on the court more than anything. Absolutely. Guys, guys, why did the Lakers make the conference finals last year? They made the conference finals because after the trade deadline, they were one of the best defensive teams in the league. Mm. They have all of the ingredients mm -hmm. to be an awesome defensive team. They have versatility. They have athleticism. They have a dominant guy in the middle to protect the rim. They have guys who have great experience. They have guys who play with great energy. They can play a bunch of different lineups. If they remain an elite defensive team, they're going to have a chance to win it all. They are equipped to do it, but the defense that they played before and after the trade deadline was night and day. Let's see that second and have defense right out of the gate this year for the Lakers. Top 10 defenses, they win championships. All right, before we bounce, guys, this, videos, this video rather of LeBron James playing football in high school, it is making the rounds right now all over social media. It's our excuse to break it out. This conversation comes up every couple of years. It's kind of fun to imagine what maybe could have been if LeBron had chosen a different path. I feel Hi, like Tony we need... Is out there. I mean... Is that Wind Horse and Stands out there? Probably. Um, for the Akron Beacon yeah. Journal? <laughs> Probably. Uh, I, mean, you know, I saw him know, play you know, 10 or 15 games, know. yeah. What were your impressions you know, of it in person, You know the Brian? reason why he played? <laughs> you know why he played football? I mean, because looks, of Aaliyah. Wow. Because he was going to stop playing after his sophomore year, and then Aaliyah, one of his favorite singers, died in that plane crash. And he decided that he was not going to live his life being afraid. And so Aaliyah's passing got him to come off the sidelines. He'd skipped the start of his junior year. He missed the first game of the year. He joined the second game with no practice, no training camp. Wow. He played 12 games, had 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns, and was one of the great receivers in the history of the school. I didn't know that story, Brian. Perk, he looked mm. pretty good out there. That's what I'm here for. He did, he did. But 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 Malika, you got to understand, I'm, I'm in Texas. You know what I mean? Texas football is a lot different. 
LeBron come running that that slow 63 bootleg round across the middle of Texas football, <laughs> somebody going to crack him up. That's what it is. Well, you know, you know what, what they saying? say. So I get it. He's in Ohio, and I see it. But, you know, at the end of the day, Burke, he chose the right kick, He'd have kicked butt in Texas, too. How you defending 6'6 yeah, and can jump, you know, <laughs> Ten and a half feet in the air. No way. They say that everything, uh, what everything yo. is bigger in the in Texas, faith, family, football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of LeBron James and the Lakers, our next preseason game, it is on ESPN2 in the app. The Lakers, they host the Warriors at Crypto.com Arena. Coverage begins at 10 Eastern after some high school football. Still to come on NBA Today, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, Cam Whitmore, they made their rookie preseason debuts as well. So see who raised the eyebrows the most in just 60 seconds. Every game tells a different story. Never sweat the technique. I know it's gonna be a dog fight, but we're all ready. We had 10 preseason games last night, so we got our first look at some incoming rookies. We're going to call it a little rookie roundup. Here's how they fared. We're going to start with the Hornets' number two pick. Brandon Miller, he had eight points off the bench against Miami, but his shooting struggles, they carried over a bit from Summer League. He was 0 for 4 from 3 in this game. But it's just preseason. Still plenty of time, Ramona. And then number three overall pick, Scoot Henderson, started a point guard for the Blazers. He had seven points, six assists against the New Zealand Breakers in this one. They play against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. A new look in Portland. And then Summer League MVP Cam Whitmore. He kept things rolling with the Rockets. He came off the bench for 15 points, shot three of four from three against the Indiana Pacers. Biggest steal of the NBA draft, according to the GM survey. That is a perfect segue, Ramona Shelburne, mm. because we're going to talk a little bit about that NBA GM survey that came out this week. It's basically a poll of all 30 general managers around the league on a variety of different questions. That was one of them. But another one that caught our attention is when asked which player they would start a franchise with. All right, no surprise, right? Nikola Jokic, you got the highest percentage. But look who came in right after. Victor Wembanyama wow. got the second most votes before he has even made his regular season debut. Giannis, he came in third. He led this category last year. So, Brian Windhorst, if you were starting a new team, looking at this, you've been so high on Victor Wembanyama. What do you make of him coming in second here? <laughs> well, I would go with Jokic, but I this is like one of the great compliments that you could give yeah. to a young player. This is a guy who they are basically saying, we believe in your future so much that we're out of 400-some-odd players, we're ranking you second. By the way, in the top 50 rankings, Wembenyama in the top 50. I've, that's a compliment, too. I'd love to go back. I don't think they were asking these questions or if the GM survey was around in 2003. Mm. I don't know if LeBron would have ranked there because not everybody believed that LeBron was going to be that big of an impact player. I remember Phil Jackson at the time saying he didn't think he belonged in the league yet. So for Victor Wembanyama to have garnered this much praise, yep. and by the way, even though there was a bunch of teams that were not have any chance to draft him, they all went over there. They all made the pilgrimage over to watch him play last year in France. They said they were there to watch Bilal Koulibaly. They were there to watch Victor. <laughs> they were there to take it in, and they have been obviously blown away. That, that was one of the most stunning things in the whole GM survey, that they thought that highly of him. Yeah, so Victor Wembanyama second, Nikola Jokic coming in first. Give me a, a player that you would be taking, Perk. 
<laughs> is Giannis. <laughs> and I, I, you know what? And I don't get it, right? Giannis is proven over the last, what, five to six years on a consistent basis, Giannis has proved to us that he he's arguably the best player in the world. Night in and night out, even on Giannis' off night, he's going out there and getting you 25 and 12. So, I mean, we, we have watched this young man grow day in and day out as a hell of a basketball player, the most dominant player in the game right now, in my opinion. And on top of that, go look at his rookie picture to how he looks now. The amount of work that he puts in on his body. Yep. We praise LeBron James, but Giannis Antetokounmpo is the prime, uh, prime definition of a perfect franchise player. Yeah, Adrian Griffin, the head coach, the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, he was in studio with us for NBA Today and revealed exclusively on our show. We get that first look at Dame and Giannis coming up this Sunday, Lakers Bucks in Crypto.com Arena. Let's do one more on this general manager survey, though. Which player was asked to all 30 GMs, would you want to take the last shot in a game? GMs went with Steph Curry, 37%, but his lead is shrinking. Last year, Steph got 55% of the vote. You can see the other names here. Kevin Durant, Lillard, Butler, and then Jokic. So if you take Steph out, Brian, who's your second choice here? I mean, I'm going with Durant every year on this question for the last 10 years and maybe for the next five because he's seven foot tall. He can shoot the ball from anywhere. He can get his own shot from anywhere. I stand by that. And if I go down with Kevin Durant taking the last <laughs> shot, I'm prepared to accept the loss. Even toe on the line. I'm going to go with Jokic. I mean, you saw it in the playoffs. He can score in so many different ways. He can score. From, it might be that Sambor sling that he does, right? It could be a layup. I think he's proven he can score in any manner of way. So give, give me Jokic. He's, he's proven that he can do it all. Perk, who are you taking? LeBron James. <laughs> That's who I'm taking. And I know everybody, everybody keeps talking about he's not clutch. But LeBron James in his career has made some big-time game winners. Yep. And he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. To be clear, why we're laughing is not because LeBron James is a no. bad reason to take sides. You said it exactly like the kid, LeBron James. Let's just choose one more. Yeah. Uh, general managers were also asked about right here. Who do you think has the best basketball IQ? I would have thought it would have been LeBron James, Brian Windhorst, but Nikola Jokic is taking home 50% of the vote. This guy is such a great passer, but I would argue that LeBron is as good of a passer as Jokic. Um, if, if he's not better than him, he's right behind him. And LeBron has physically diminished over the last five years. He'd admit that, but his game is just as dominant because of how smart he is. Again, I'm taking LeBron in that question each of the yeah. last 10 years and for the foreseeable future. The answer is LeBron until he decides not to play anymore. Right, because he has this photographic memory that can recall every single yeah. play on a dime. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. NFL Live is coming up next. We will see you tomorrow.